Greetings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror. I am Pray for the Tad, joined by Producer Tad. Good evening. Pugs Dread. Namaste. HBFD. And Mike Kruger. Welcome to primetime, bitch. So we are here tonight to talk about... Silvery Tad. <laughs> yes. Happy 65th. I wish it's, get you that AARP money. <laughs> yeah, so everybody yeah. wish Todd happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday, Todd. I can't I think otherwise. It's 40 yeah. something. I honestly have to do the math. That's you got to get a 40. That's all. <laughs> well, I plan. Well, if I'm 46, I guess I know how many. I think I'm 46. <laughs> it's like the hangover. Hangover, right? No, no, no. I need a six pack of 40s. Where is that from? Fuck. I don't know. My life in the 90s. Six forties was how much I drink a night. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. That movie, whatever that is. Oh, called. dude! Oh, there dude you go. Day. Thank you. It's actually <laughs> a fun, funny little movie. I like that one. Yeah. When comedies were funny. All right. So yes, we're here tonight to talk Guillermo del Toro's uh, horror anthology show, Cabinet of Curiosities. I wish you had Netflix. his accent when you said it. Damn it. <laughs> um, on Netflix. Well, then that would have to be edited out because that would not be cool. No, I said I wish you had it, not that you were imitating it. Oh, yeah, Dan. We, we I could have gotten a suit and just walked in and did the whole thing. You but... can't do impressions. They don't have suits with shorts, though, Dan. Uh, that could make it work. I bet Guillermo <laughs> likes to rock the shorts uh, once in a while. He doesn't even invite it at this point. Guillermo at a different point. Just needed the hat. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Pants. I live in Pants. Georgia. Pants were or shorts were you live in fucking work. California. You think you, you have like colder I know, weather? and you should be comfortable unless you're working. That's the only we're shorts. So, so the cabinet of curiosities. Yes, cabinet of curiosities. Uh so we're gonna go episode by episode and uh see what everybody uh what everybody thinks, and we'll give our overall thoughts at the end. Uh, so our first episode from director Guillermo Navarro, who was a uh, director of photography on uh, pretty much all of, uh, of Del Toro's classics, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, Devil's Backbone, Kronos. Uh, oh, my God. I love uh, that, man. He's Del so good. Toro's hard to beat. And our first story is actually based on a... Uh, a, sh a short story from Guillermo del Toro, and it is a lot 36. And in this one, an ex vet buys a storage locker. Shout out, uh, Ben Green. Contents to pay off uh, debts, but buys more than he bargained for when he purchases a lot owned by a strange old man. So, uh, yeah, so this basically follows this guy's uh, kind of a hardcore racist around the early 90s, I think, uh, Gulf War kind of era. He just wants and, to share, asshole. Uh, played by Tim Blake Nelson, uh, who a lot of people remember, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, amazing actor. And I don't know if a lot of you would have spotted this, but uh, my dog loves it too. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you tell him? Fuck. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I said. But so man in German. I yeah, that's what uh, I thought. <laughs> so you, uh, Amelia, did you recognize her? You probably wouldn't have, to be honest. But I recognize her. Very I iconic role. Uh, uh, Elpida Carrillo, who played Anna, Anna. in Predator. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Very, yeah, 30, 35 years ago. Yeah, 35 years ago. So, yeah. Uh, but that was really cool. It was like, oh, I recognize. And then, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Kruger, what did you think of Lot 36? Um, I had a great time with it. I, you know, I, I, I always like stories where you're following around the despicable character and then, you know, you get to see him get his comeuppance. And the way, uh, 
the ending played out to where the you know I, I think he ends up with Amelia's uh storage unit on accident or something there's some mix up and he just refuses to let her have anything back so at the end when he's being chased by this tentacle demon thing uh and she has the option to let him out of this uh area that that was really that was really cool that they uh had that come into play to where you know he oh i'm not gonna help you you didn't help me asshole and then you know it ends at that uh awesome creature too i loved all the occult stuff you know he ends up finding like you know this book and trying to discover you know the past of this unit and that he you know bought and it, it was a great time and uh really strong first episode like as soon as i saw this uh i i knew this show was already going to be my shit and uh yeah awesome awesome stuff uh, well it opens up Every episode opens up with Yermo del Toro, so it's I'm already you're already playing with house money, and the fact that the story that continued to follow this lot thirty six was excellent, fucking great, awesome acting, a really cool creature, <laughs> like I can't that was that, shocking, uh, not many things dropped my jaw that did because I was like that's that's gnarly I like this where this and you know it's just really really cool, it's it, this also I want more. So like I'm I'm cool with them being this short, but if they want to, I can just make these like weekly movies. This was the means, go for it. This was like forty some minutes. Most yeah. trended a lot right of an hour. hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this is some good shit and uh, quality horror. Uh, well, I won't go too far. I, I'll be super general. I liked Lot Thirty Six a lot. I liked the despicable character a lot. I thought he made some valid points from his point of view, which is the first thing we get in the radio. So that was rad. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's phenomenal. Just check it out and watch out for that fucking nasty tentacle thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I absolutely uh, love this. Uh, I Anything that Del Toro has his name on, you know you're going to get something uh, high quality. Uh, you know, we all have our favorites, but generally speaking, the guy doesn't make shit. Uh, and Even when he's producing. I, yeah. yeah, I thought this was fantastic. Uh, just in general, perfect for lovers of the classic weird fiction, which we'll be talking about uh, a little bit uh, later. And EC Comics, just that perfect blend. More of this, please. But Lot 36, not my favorite episode, but man, did I enjoy it a lot. I think Tim Blake Nelson... Uh, amazing actor um sebastian roche who plays uh roland really good this was just yeah more of this i mean i, I feel like i've watched a lot of crap on netflix lately and uh you give me more of this man that more than justifies the monthly fee for netflix um i think the creature design was great uh just yeah everything was just perfect in here Del Toro is no Rod Serling. He is a little difficult to understand at times, but okay. I do Asshole. love. Well, it's right. true. he knows two languages. You know one. Shut up. This is true, and I would not coming off a little Caesary, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I there were a few points where, like, yeah, the subtitles helped, uh, but he doesn't have the personality of Rod Serling. It's hard. I mean, Night Gallery and. Dude, this uh, is know. your uncle. This is like a Santa Claus man that you just want to sit on his lap and give him a hug. Tell me all the stories you know, Guillermo. Please. I think that'd be a little weird at 36 to do that. But Don't judge me. I'll sit on Guillermo's after his lap. He's, I love that man. <laughs> <laughs> With his permission, of course. You're going to get like a golden ticket. I hope he doesn't woodsman me, but if he does, you know what? <laughs> he earned it. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. Uh, I, I guess that's an offer, Guillermo. Slide into Pug's DMs. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, great episode. Perfect sort of uh, morality tale. Mm. Todd, what did you think of Lot 36? Um, perfect episode out the gate to set the tone. It yeah. felt it felt very creep show TV series-ish. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think I won't say that about all the episodes, but this one really did. Um, yeah, it, it was a great start. I really like this episode. 
and um, Tim Blake Nelson is is pretty awesome. And I always think of a brother were out there when I see him. Um, and but yeah, he he kills in this. This is a great episode, great start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so well, I guess we can go ahead and rate this one. Uh, what say you, Kruger? I am a four and a half out of five. I loved it a lot. I am also a four and a half out of five. All right. Uh, I am. I like this one a lot, but I am a three and a half. Well, I guess I liked it the most. I'm a five on this one. Damn. Nice. nice. Anna. <laughs> All right. So moving on to episode two this time from director Vincenzo Natali. And uh, you should probably recognize that name he's the director of splice cube one of my absolute favorites and uh this is uh adapted from a very popular story that i'll tell you about but uh uh first the synopsis graveyard rats. thank you graveyard rats uh a grave robber eyes the riches of a wealthy new arrival to the cemetery but must survive a maze of tunnels and an army of rodents to secure them. All right, so um, Graveyard Rats uh, is based on the Henry uh, Kuttner uh, weird tale uh, from back in the day. It was a 1936 uh, short story that appeared in uh, Weird Tales, which uh, it's become a timeless classic. It was adapted once before in Trilogy of Terror 2, but changed quite a bit. Um, that one's very much kind of a different story, but this is uh, fairly uh, fateful to Graveyard Rats. Uh, you'll recognize a lot of regulars from Natali, David Hewlett in the, the lead, who's always absolutely fantastic. Um, also great on Stargate Atlantis. Uh, he, he's just hits it out of the park with everything he does. And it was, it was cool getting to see him, uh, chew the scenery here. We also get, uh, Julian Richings, uh, another regular who's been popping up in everything lately. I've always loved that guy. He's excellent. Um, this is, I'm, a a weird fiction junkie. Uh, you know, the Lovecraft Circle, uh, Kuttner. Uh, I'm a big Clark Ashton Smith fan. Uh, I, I just really love that era. So it, it's really cool seeing these kind of pulp tales get adapted. And I, I think Graveyard Rats is fucking phenomenal. This is just fun. I, I really enjoyed the first episode, but when I watched this, that's when I started messaging everybody. You gotta watch it. Like I think this is something special, and I didn't uh, get one of those messages, asshole. Yeah, we, well, we're reviewing it, so I thought I did. Tell it's not me. a message. You, you're not a member yeah. of the community, so you didn't. Get oh, it. that's fine then. PM you privately, I guess. But I loved it. This one is so much fun. I look. It's hard to say. Just give a blanket recommendation for everybody, but. I feel like 99% of you are going to love this. It's just a good time. Classic horror story. They hit it out of the park. Uh, what did you guys think? Well, it's funny because you mentioned the runtime of the last one. This one's even shorter. This one oh, clocks in at 37 minutes. Wow. All and right. then we jump up to the higher runtimes. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, this is another one. Yeah. It also kind of creep show-ish. I mean, it would fit good Very there. Very creep show. And... <clears throat> Makes sense that they were adapted it for the other thing. Um, yeah, this one is another one I just really loved. Another one, you know, right at the top. So, like, the tone for me is set on this show, and I'm loving it. And this one is, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and read, read Henry Cutner's story, too. Cutner's great. Uh, go for it, Kruger. Yeah, I love the main character just – uh, the the reason he's grave robbing too, like you know, he has motivation behind it. And it makes sense, you know. He has these sharks that are down his neck, you know, to repay him back uh, his money. So uh, it it makes sense why he's going through all the lengths he's going through to you know acquire all these people's stolen jewelry. And the way that plays out, where he ends up in a fucking underground tunnel with a human sized rat that is a practical animatronic. Uh, 
that thing just looks so fucking cool. And uh, I, I saw some behind the scenes photos of it too. Uh, and a couple of videos Netflix uh, posted and it was, it just looks so badass, like awesome, like mutant looking rat uh, that looked like it could come out of like resident evil or something. And that on top of the little undead uh, ghoul that we run into too, that is chasing him down because he stole something of his, there's a point where he's being chased by these two things. And I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. And you have this, <laughs> th- you have this that zombie chasing after him, you know, cause he doesn't have a torso. So he's just chasing on his hands going mine, mine, mine after he steals this jewel from him. Uh, it's just so fucking fun. And the way the, the story closed too with that final shot, fucking amazing. Uh, definitely one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I enjoy this one a lot too. It's it was very claustrophobic at times, and I was all in. It made me like just dive into the story even more. Uh, everyone did a fucking fantastic job. I uh, I'll just shoot a little load here, but I do think as a whole, this is like top quality horror genre material that we've got this year, and you know this is just a building block, a, t- a foundation to it. So yeah, good shit. Great shit. Awesome shit. Good shit. Yeah. Um, all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, what's what more to be said? Uh, Graveyard Rats. I think better than the Trilogy of Terror two story, which always kind. Of, I mean, it's worth, well worth watching. I like Trilogy of Terror two, but it's nice to kind of see this get like its proper due, which I think uh, Natalie does here. So, uh, ready to rate it? Yep. Sure. Well, I'll go first this time. It's a five. Yeah, five for me too. Five for me. Oh, I'm the asshole this time. Four and a half. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's really good though. Everybody's gonna have their favorites here. Um, so all right, moving on to our next episode from director of da- David <laughs> David Pryor. Uh Richard. Uh hold on, sorry, I lost my space. Um the director of Empty Man, which I was a big fan of. Me too. And uh, you were not. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie, actually. But wow. This is actually based on a 1980 Michael Shea story. And Michael Shea, kind of an unsung uh, author, passed away uh, probably five or six years ago. And um, he is a cosmic horror icon. Doesn't get his due. The autopsy, there is a new collection with this story out there in paperback, so it's not too uh, uh, expensive for you guys, but I'm a big fan. Polythemus, uh, you know, he's written some really cool stuff. So somebody else to check out for your readers out there. Uh, but the autopsy. So this is, uh, this follows a seasoned sheriff who investigates a dead body in the woods and calls on an old pal, a medical examiner, to help piece together a series of chilling events. Uh, So this is very faithful to that story, from what I remember. It's been years since I've read it. Uh, I do recall the lead, uh, who's played by F. Murray Abraham here, legendary F. Murray Abraham, was, I think, a little bit younger in the story. But other than that, this one I... At least I remember the ending being very much uh, uh, the same. And this one is fucking awesome. Uh, what an ending. Uh, once again, uh, chilling, just different at this point. Um, I know, and one thing, by the way, not to rewind, apparently, and I didn't check this, but apparently you have the option to watch uh, Graveyard Rats in black and white which I didn't realize. I don't know if that's for any of these other episodes, but I believe it's just Graveyard Rats. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but back to the autopsy. Chilling, awesome. It figures this is the director of uh, The Empty Man because I thought this one just hit a fucking home run. It is scary, disturbing. Ah, I loved it. And it's a great adaptation. Wow. Uh, what did you guys think? Pugs, I see you're excited, I think, if I'm oh. interpreting that. No, well, what the jerk-off motion was for the empty man, but I don't want to bring that negative energy to my to this review because I do think I remember saying I did like the visuals, and here that's no different. Visually, it's fucking amazing. This is a story that I fucking love. Uh, I, 
this is what I expect from Empty Man from now on, from this guy. Because like, there was something there, and this is what I want. This is fucking fantastic. The ending alone, uh, fucking. I keep. I, I realize I have a really bad potty mouth. Fuck so it. disturbing. <laughs> the ending and you, yeah. dude. Guys, the, um, are we doing saying what our favorites are as we go along? Because I'm gonna spoil it. This sure. one's it. This is fucking fantastic. The all the what? There's three fucking characters, and then something else happens. Everyone does. Like every a, a plus performances across the board. It looks great. Uh, I don't. I don't really think I found it scary, but I did find it like intense and yeah, dread filling. Not really like ter- terrified or scared. But man, this was one of the coolest hours I've spent this year. I had a fucking ball with this. So the conversation yes. on the slab. It's yeah. so fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> yeah. So. This is this is horror. This is fucking horror, and I yes. Just, I agree. Don't see it done this well in TV very often anymore. Uh, how about you, Krieger? Yeah, this was fucking amazing. I mean, you guys already pointed out almost everything, but the one thing you didn't point out is how fucking gory this was. Uh, I mean, goddamn the the ending alone. Like we're all talking about the final the final few it's minutes great. of the thing. It's so good, and. Uh, yeah, you kind of have this invasion of the body snatchers type thing almost going on with this certain character, and you really feel for you know the uh, uh, what was he the medical examiner uh, at, because of you know he's a dying man and he's yeah. uh, you know trying to save the world in his final few moments, and the way that all plays out is just goddamn amazing. Uh, I, I would argue this this could may be my favorite episode as well. Uh, it just it has everything I love about it: aliens, gore, uh, intense story, and amazing performances. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, count me in on this one too. I, I love this one. I mean, you guys kind of already covered it. Yeah, it's, it's so dark and fucking great, and just the recording going. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything uh, more than just watch it. Fucking watch it. Uh, so good. <laughs> Five out of five for me <laughs> for rating it. Five, five, five. One hey, big one hole. big hole. There we <laughs> go. Go read some Michael Shea if you're a reader, because I know that's not a name that gets a lot of coverage. And it I only read Pug's re- recommendations. You can also read <laughs> Nightmare Sky, stories of astronomical horror. My boy Sal Salvador Ayala, uh, his story is in it, and uh, page two hundred one. Please check it out. Sweet, sweet. All right, moving on to our next story, which is from director uh, Keith Thomas, who is uh, known for, he just did the last Firestarter, uh, which, yeah, uh, but he also, <laughs> did the vid- he also did the Vigil. So he's, he's one okay. and one. Let's, like let's, one. See if, let's see if he's two and two. Uh, so this is Pickman's model, of course, based on the H.P. Lovecraft story. You skipped one, Dan. Yeah, the outside's next. Oh, did I get them out of order? Oh, my yeah. bad. Shit. All right. My bad. Um, no worries. Oh, that's interesting. You want to do Pikmin? Since we're here. Well, it, episode, this, yeah, episode well, number. Well, Are you going to focus on this? You need mind. All right. That's the outside. The outside. You just gotta that's why I'm an editor, not a director. <laughs> so, the outside is from director Anna Lily Amapur, uh, who uh, you'll recognize her name uh she's been uh really kind of like a girl walks home alone at night really kind of launched her and i know a lot of people didn't love uh bad batch but uh she's she's still i think a director to watch she's been doing a lot of tv lately and kind of waiting for that next uh big movie from her it is also based on a short story by emily carroll uh, so the outside, longing to fit in at work, awkward Stacy begins to use a popular lotion that causes an alarming reaction while an unnerving transformation takes shape. So um, I'm just going to say this. Dan Stevens, the Alaglow man, he's better <laughs> here than he was in the guest. Um, but I love the guest. You know what? I'm going to leave it on the table. <laughs> Alaglow. I couldn't get that out of my fucking head. Uh, but also Kate Micucci is Stacy. Holy shit. This is the weird one. 
Like, we're at this point where I'm like, man, they are really, like, everything is its own unique thing. And, uh, yeah, this is the weird one. Before I get into it, though, hot tag to whoever wants to go first. Because I'm really curious. This could be... I I will not be surprised if you actually like this one a lot, Dan. Because I cannot stand this one. But it makes sense just because I I don't like this bitch's other work either. Like, I, I hated say this might be this is going to be some people's absolute favorite and some people their least like it's going to be interesting but uh, go ahead folks. it's definitely scraping the bottom of the barrel for me like this is a morality tale with that's shitty like you ended up in a worse place than what you started like this is terrible fuck that i did not like it i love the actor i forgot his name but he's from uh um silicon valley and uh, yeah mark there you go. That dude fucking rocks. He he saved this movie from being like just a zero because I, I hated this girl. I liked her friends who were shitheads. I yeah, this one not nah, it's a no for me, dog. But Dan Stevens is amazing. Fuck you, Dan. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> Damn, I, I thought he was amazing. He made he a is. great uh, non Chris non uh, Halloween action movie. I, I remember. Can't think of the name. <laughs> like your uh, name. And <laughs> <laughs> that makes more yeah. sense. <laughs> Yeah, fuck that cream. What about you, Kruger? Sorry, Dan's fucking goddamn bullshit I know. just threw <laughs> me off. Um, and you were bad to be yelling at him last week. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, I I actually really like this one a lot. Um, I actually felt for Stacy's character. I think if you've ever been the awkward kid in school or just at work or any type of situation, uh, you could definitely like feel for her and. I don't know what it is about just skin stuff. Maybe it's just because, you know, I picked out a bunch of glass out of my skin. And I know that shit hurts. When she was just itching her fucking face over and over, it was giving me like hives because it was like bothering the shit out of me. Um, also, her husband, just Keith, I, he was such a good dude. And yeah. I, I, just, I, I felt so fucking bad for him, but it, I like character studies and these weird descends into madness. And uh, there was also some like slight little classic slasher vibes thrown in there too. Uh, especially with her taxidermy uh, obsession and stuff. So I, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. Also, she was hot as fuck at the end. God damn. Yeah. Uh, Kate McCucci is cute. Yeah, yeah. I like her. But it was just it was like the transformation oh, from guys. the beginning of the movie She's to awkward, then. awkward, like, pretty. I get it, Bugs. <laughs> she just went from being ugly to just less ugly. <laughs> For me. I don't care. I'm like, I'm God, yeah. <laughs> but she's a, she's a good Velma, though, right, Bugs? Yeah. <laughs> I think she's beautiful. Fuck you, Bugs. Good for you. <laughs> I'm not saying. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, the, thing, the, the, movie. The, the, the one thing that did that was kind of weird though the dan stevens thing what what other movie had a similar premise to like what his character was doing where like it was like some infomercial person further uh, instructions is that where you're going uh, maybe there was no guy in the wait for the instructions. It was just this uh, white well, uh, no, old screen. A, it yeah, just it yeah. reminded me of something else, and I was wondering if you guys knew what the hell it was. He just looked very ange- and evangelical to me, and just you know, maybe righteous gemstones. I don't know. Yeah, um, but Dan, uh, go ahead. Did, did you did you like this one a lot? I loved it. Now again, <laughs> very very different. Um, That's the only reason why you liked it. It takes place. It's like its own. Halloween ends disagrees with that uh, statement. There, pucks. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. that's that's a different piece of shit. Uh, but this one, I well, we all fucking hated that, Todd. Even you were. Todd likes it. No, no, no. My my yes, and my point of that was that it did no. something different. So that doesn't mean you should automatically no. like it. Because if we actually go back in history, seconds, it would have gotten a five. The, the things yeah. that do something different are generally the things yeah. that are hated. Yeah, I, well, this one I'm kind of curious. I actually see a lot of people liking. I think this will be more in the like column. Uh, weigh in in the chat. I'm very curious you don't like, need to. where this one ranks for you. <laughs> but uh, it is actually, I think I said a short story, but it's actually a webcomic. So I'm going to have to check that out because I'm kind of curious to see uh, what that looks like. Uh, it takes place in its own weird universe. Like we have bank tellers. but I do have a question. Is, are all these stories in the same universe? That's never like fully no. clear, huh? I don't yeah, think I don't, so. I, okay. 
Could I, I don't know what I mean. They really know, haven't made uh, a definitive like saying though, right? I mean, yeah, but like, I think it's just like you know every every kind of like creep show. You know, they don't yeah. really tie together. Okay. But see, I feel like it, creep show is in its own universe. But then if you go to something like Masters of Horrors, I don't think they see. Are. But like, there's also the cosmic horror vibe and yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, go ahead, Dan. Yeah. So this this one, uh, like I said, it's it's very. I don't want to call it the comedy episode, but I guess you could call it the eccentric comedy episode. It's uh, very what the fuck. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't think the, the husband is exactly realistic. I thought his reactions to some of her madness were, were funny. It's very uh, he's, chill. He's from Fargo, dude. dude. Yeah. Very, That's how they yeah, do it over there. Very chill dude that uh, probably needed to, you know, Set her straight. We deserve a little better. bit earlier. Wow. Wow. Deserve better. Yeah, did you just did you just say that? Well, if mm-hmm. your face is fucking falling off, All like right. you, you, you say, hey, that's what I heard. So, I don't think Dan has the balls to do that, but go for it. <laughs> you mean so, Dan and, has the good sense not to do? Shut that. the fuck up, Doc. Either way, Dan's doing. I was just fucking. I was protective. I was protective. Then what does he do? Fucking hey. So, anyway, Dan, you're right. The, yeah, the sort of on the show. We'll, we'll just call it a. We'll just call it creature effects. Uh, that's not exactly accurate, but yeah, very like gross. Very what the fuck? The taxidermy uh, comes into play. Mm-hmm. I just love this one. I was like, holy shit! This is Kate Micucci is known for comedy. I know Garfunkel and Oates. They do the songs, the funny songs. She's a voice so. actor too, right? Yeah, yeah, Velma and Scooby Doo, Big Bang Theory. I know she was Clayface in the Lego Theory. Batman. Yeah, she's. Oh, I didn't realize it. Right she's on. always funny, always fantastic. <laughs> Not uh, really. This, you get a a peek at something even more that I think she's capable of as an actress. Uh, it, it very weird, very awkward. I loved the last shot, which maybe might go on a little bit too long for some people. But Reminded me of Pearl. Yeah, it's like a, a perfect sort of cap off to the story, and um, yeah, man, I, I I couldn't really rank these in all honesty, just because they are all. I mean, there's some similarities. In fact, I know they grouped them in twos. Like you had uh, Lovecraft Night or whatever they called it through Netflix, but uh, this is fantastic. It's gonna you're gonna love it. You're gonna hate it. Uh, I I don't know where you'll fall, but if you like really weird, awkward, eccentric horror. I think they slayed this one. I loved it. All right. Uh, um, I, I'm with Dan. I, I did like this one, too. I don't think I loved it as much as him, not on the chin, but I, I did really have a good time with it. So I, it is different. It does kind of feel a little out of place, but yeah, actually, you know, I, I brought up Creepshow a couple times earlier. This feels like it'd be more at home with the Masters of Horrors. Oh, yeah, for sure. But And that's yeah. a good thing, because I love those. And yeah, this one is another one I, I really did like. I mean, I, I think Pugs has a casting problem, so... No, that's not that, just the main problem. I don't okay. like the director either, so... Okay. <laughs> so, have to be a well, supermodel for Pugs, god damn it. Be a lot better. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. All right, so uh, well, let's go ahead and rate this one. I'm a five. I, five. I am a four out of five. Uh, I am a one and a half out of five. I do not like Jeez. this at all. I'm it would have been a zero if Homeboy wasn't in it. <laughs> I'm also a four out of five. All right, that is the outside. Moving on to uh, Pickman's model, uh, which I jumped the gun on. Uh, from director Keith Thomas, uh, once again, fire starter. Uh, remake uh, the vigil, uh, which I, I think we all like the vigil, the vigil if memory serves, and of course, based on the HP Lovecraft story. And in this one, art student Will meets introvert Richard, whose terrifying works of art begin to have a deeply disturbing effect on Will's sense of reality. Uh, so we get Crispin Glover. Yeah. In this one, which is always a treat, playing uh, Richard Upton Pickman. Uh, hot tag, whoever wants to go. Go for a career. I, yeah, this was fucking awesome. Uh, I absolutely love this episode. Uh, the one thing I really liked about the story is how we see the main character, uh, 
William through like two different time periods too. So like these paintings, you know, they're haunting him. And then eventually, you know, he gets away from that. He lives his whole life and, you know, he's got kids now and they come back and then we watch his descent into madness from there. And holy shit, does this bring it home with just a balls to the wall, hardcore final act. Uh, first off, amazing creature effect that we got towards the end that was all practical it was actually like a miniature puppet and it looks so fucking cool uh, yeah. th that's the one thing i i have to put over about this show the amount, the, 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 <laughs> yeah the amount of fucking creature effects they have in this thing that are all practical i mean it's amazing i mean obviously there's some cgi mixed in there but there is a animatronic behind all of that and it looks amazing and yeah, it just the ending it had my jaw drop. A certain scene involving an oven that we may talk about later in spoilers. Holy goddamn shit. Wasn't expecting that. And yeah, this is another home run for me. I, I love this, and this is definitely one of my favorites. Cool, cool. Um, I agree. Uh, this is <laughs> a weird actually, look. Go for right? it. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something bad. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking bad thoughts. But this was neck and neck for me with um, the autopsy. I actually really love this one. I love Ben Barnes. I think he's a massive talent. And then when, uh, um, oh my God, his name just escaped me. Thank you. Crispin Clever popped in. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of this. And I called my shot and I did it phenomenal all the art super creepy and dark loved it how the it intertwines with the with the story honestly i didn't see it coming i didn't i wasn't i'm unfamiliar with that story up until now and the fucking testicle toad frog thing fucking owns yeah i love this this is great awesome ending ah, fuck See, I'm still going back and forth. I don't think it's my favorite, but it's right up there. <laughs> so, I loved it, dude. I mean, it's got everything. Creatures, uh, certain violence towards a, you know. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so good. Ah, loved it. Next. <laughs> uh, so I'm a huge Lovecraft guy. It's kind of hard to adapt Lovecraft. Uh, you know, there have been a lot of Lovecraftian films that are classics in their own right. Um, Pickman's model is very tough because it's kind of hard to like convey that uh sort of unspeakable menace uh that, that just drives you mad um there is a really good night gallery adaptation of this and there's also one of the those hp lovecraft uh, film festival uh shorts i remember was really good as well pickman's model is tough i think they do a pretty good job kind of doing their own you know their own thing um, I won't lie a little, like not too sure about this one with the director. Uh, like I said, he's kind of one in one, but I did, I did really, really enjoy this. I always take Lovecraft adaptations. Like I'm, I'm not going to compare it to the story because that's just, it's yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard to get it, you know, um, very hard to get it. He's probably one of the most difficult uh, well, his writing down. style alone is just fucking. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of difficult to even understand what you're reading half of the fucking time. So, it's it's worth the journey. But yeah, no, it, and a lot's up to kind of interpretation. Yeah. So I, I learned long ago to sort of take them as their their own, like just inspired by. And I did. I enjoyed this. Uh, I enjoyed this quite a lot. Um, there is uh, a lot of. Um, also, you'll recognize from other works, uh, Lavinia, uh, Watley, if you Lovecraft fans will remember all that, The Elder Sign. The uh, school they went to. Yes, yes. Eschatonic. Yep. Um, yes, The Elder Sign from, uh, uh, yeah. You guys, I think, are going to, it's going to be 50-50 always for like the literature fans, but I loved it. Todd, what about you? Well, I'm on the other spectrum side of the spectrum. I didn't love this one. I didn't hate it. I'm kind of in the middle. Like Crispin Glover elevated it to me, but I, I and the ones bef came before I liked so much better. So this one kind of 
Yeah. The accent get you. <laughs> oh, yeah. He See, actually, that was more endearing to me, that horrible, horrible accent he was using. Because I just love to watch Christopher, Crispin Glover be Crispin Glover. So He had an accent? I was, ho- <laughs> I was hoping he'd bust out in his Friday the 13th dance, but it didn't ah. happen. <laughs> they would have been a five, I'm telling you that now. But no, it was entertaining. I think if I if I didn't binge them all together and I was watching them weekly, I think I would have liked this one a lot more. But w- with all the other ones so close, it was like, yeah, that w- I didn't like that one as much as the others. Yeah, so, I had I had watched them as they came out. So okay, like, so yeah, so I, it was. I binged them. All right. Well, yeah. Dan, did you did you go? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, then All right. Go, go ahead and rate it. Pikmin's model. I am going to give this one a three. Five out of five for me. Fucking loved it. Five out of five for me as well. How did me and Dan like are so close? He seemed to Your cycle like synced up. <laughs> he seemed to like it a lot more. But I, I'm. I'm you break up to makeup. That's all. That's why. <laughs> I'm a two and a half on this one. I'm in the middle. Okay. All right. Well, we get another Lovecraft adaptation uh, next. Like I said, they kind of grouped a lot of these in uh, in twos for different uh, connections. And this is from director Catherine Hardwick, and it is Dreams in the Witch House. Speaking of uh, Masters of Horror, that was a Stuart Gordon Masters of Horror. And uh, so Catherine Hardwick, uh, directed the first Twilight movie, which is what she's most known for. She also did a really good movie called Thirteen, which I believe was her first feature. Oh, that, that movie's awesome. Um, I yeah, don't know about so the other one, but so, yeah, she she has done some good work uh, and uh, very well known for maybe not her best work, but Twilight was a big. <laughs> I guarantee you, she loves that movie so, for buying all yeah, that shit. <laughs> right. um, so uh, sorry, did I read the description? Uh, no, I no not yet. Uh, years after his twin sister's death, a researcher ventures into a dark, mysterious realm with the aid of a special drug determined to bring her back. Uh, so this uh, stars Rupert Grint. Of Ronald the, Weasley. Uh, of the Harry Potter movies, yes. Uh, we also get a small role from uh, Nia Vardalos, who, who uh, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Uh, DJ Qualls. This one's got an interesting cast in general. Uh, so, Dreams in the Witch House. Uh, I thought, again, not going to compare the stories. I think they did a really good job on this one. Uh, it'll probably be that episode that might like really kind of hit you in the feels. I thought Rupert Grint did a really good job. Uh, I've talked a lot about... Um, uh, Daniel Radcliffe post Harry Potter, and I've been a fan of some of the movies that uh, some of the should've, decisions he's made as an actor. actor. You should you should have uh, stuck with the Twilight connection. Why did you not use Robert Patterson? You like left yeah. money on the table with that one. Patterson, Radcliffe. I was getting to it. Uh, I like what they did, kind of post. Like they made that big money on these monster properties, and then they did. Weird stuff. Radcliffe with Swiss Army Man, Horns, which is a great Joe Hill at it. <laughs> um, Best yeah. Daniel Radcliffe movie ever. Uh, you know I, 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 yeah, the Dennis Room scene had me healed over at Beyond Fest. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good, he's racking up the great movies. And Pattinson, of course, I mean... Uh, Twilight then did a bunch of awesome stuff for the Safadi brothers. I think Good Time is amazing. The Rover, which is uh, sort of a post-apocalyptic movie that people should check out. The Rover. Cosmopolis. The Cronenberg Cronenberg film. Yes, work with Fucking Batman. The Batman. Come on. Yeah. Or and the Lighthouse. Yeah, I think it would make more sense. He's already talking about like Twilight. Well, everybody's heard of the Lighthouse, so but good, I, I think Good Time is like that movie where it's like, this is not the fucking Twilight kid anymore. He's really good. Um, I think you could so, say that with, d- with, with Cronenberg's, though. That was like the first one with, that came out that it really turned him, I think. Oh, Cosmopolis. Yeah, you, you could go pretty much everything he did after Twilight was amazing. He didn't like just like, okay, I'm going to do a romantic comedy, which I'm sure he had offers for shit like that. He just kind of... He just kind of went with 
the hard the, the harder choices and I think it paid off. Well, yeah, Twilight buddy. What's the hard Yeah, choice? he had a lot of fucking money. I'll do what I want. Dreams <laughs> of the Witch House. Uh Rupert Grint. You know, I, I saw him in a funny uh movie, I think Moonwalkers it was called, with uh something like that, with uh Ron Perlman, like faking the moon landing. Um that sounds awesome. So he's done, I'm interested already. <laughs> he's he's done some good stuff post Harry Potter. Uh, but here, like, I don't know, maybe this is his breakout because I thought he was fantastic. I felt really bad for the guy. He's a really um, good dude. Like, not to interrupt you, yeah. but he he bought – he or every now and again he buys ice cream trucks and just drives around handing out ice cream to kids, like, in, his, in where he grew uh, up. This fucking yeah. rant. Unless he's a pervert, then don't do no, that. But no. I don't think well, he is, but I don't know. I'm sure he's just a good guy. But uh, Dreams in the Witch House, I mean, the whole uh, church siege scene, I thought was amazing. Uh, the uh, the witch, just everything, visually, emotionally, I thought they hit it out of the fucking park with this. I thought this was a excellent, uh, an excellent uh, tribute to Lovecraft. And I did enjoy it more than Pikmin's model, personally. I thought, yeah, this was just amazing. Uh, how about you guys? I'll well, be honest. I was a little like, I felt like it was cheating on Stuart Gordon because I would have much rather been watching <laughs> that version. This guy. I don't know if that's like so stuck in my head. It's like, so I different, would, though. It is, though. But I was, it, it was making me think of the other one. I didn't love this one. I was, I another one I'm kind Stuart of in the Gordon. middle on. But I, I, yeah, I, I like the Stuart Gordon one better. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue there. I do like the Stuart Gordon one better, but I did enjoy this a lot. Uh, I mean, you already nailed it. Like, uh, Rupert Grint's performance is just fucking amazing. And you feel for him. You know, he wants to bring back or find, you know, be able to contact his dead sister so bad. And he goes through any lengths to get to that, to, to you know, accomplish that. And that, I, I really felt for him. Also, the witch looked so fucking badass um, awesome practical design and a certain furry friend that we saw yeah. in the uh Stuart Gordon one popped up in here and uh, I loved his character I just his voice and everything about him was awesome anytime he was on screen and uh, shout out to the alien tribute at the end god damn that was fucking <laughs> rad um copy paste this is fucking rad ron uh, do more horror, please. Uh, you you got it in you, buddy. And uh, yeah, I, I like I, this was just too enjoyable. It's really good. The whole rat. <laughs> and, it, and it felt like you know really like especially towards the end where you know they're go traveling in between dimensions and stuff. Like it just all looked good. Like the production value on this, like it felt big. I, I think that's with all of these. To be honest with you, I mean they they look visually so pleasing and all the sets and. Everything is just awesome. Cool. Yeah. cool. Uh, All right, let's rate uh, it. Yeah. All right. Um, five. I am a four out of five. I am also a four out of five. And I'm a three out of five. Sweet, sweet. Notice right. most of these are fucking super high. All right. <laughs> I, well, yeah. This <laughs> All right. So our next episode is the viewing from director Panos Cosmatos, the director of Mandy. And in this one, a wealthy recluse hosts four accomplished guests at his stylish mansion for a once-in-a-lifetime experience, but their intrigue soon turns to terror. Uh, Kruger. Uh, yeah, one of your favorites, uh, so go for it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Panos Cosmatos hasn't done anything in a while. I know he does have another movie coming out pretty soon, uh, but I've been very, very eager to just see what this man was going to do next. Uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow is amazing. Mandy's one of my favorite films of all time, probably my favorite like modern film, to be honest with you. And uh, this had a very, very high bar to hit. I had extreme high expectations, and goddamn, did this hit it out of the fucking park. Uh, the cast alone, I think all the characters and the just everybody was just so well done. Uh, Peter Weller at playing Ly Lionel, his character had some of the greatest one-liners I have heard in a very, very long time. This is a very dialogue-heavy uh, you know, movie, but then 
I mean, it pays off in the fucking end with some awesome effects, awesome creature stuff, uh, people's faces melting off, uh, just awesome things that Panos has done in his past movies. And, uh, yeah, but man, Peter Weller has Lionel. I mean, it's such a fucking memorable character. That line where he's like, I've seen things that would make you shit your brain, Kimo Sabi. That is, at at that point, I was like, I already fucking love this. Also, that cinematography, that weird uh, yellowish orange neon color that Panos is playing with throughout this, fucking amazing. Uh, I love this. This it's it's hard to pick either this or autopsy as my favorite episode but man this was this was awesome everything i expected and more and uh also that steve i, I think his name's steve agi or I, I don't know how to say his last name reminded steve. me of the the bigger dude that was you know the the bigger partier guy uh he uh definitely reminded me of a young john goodman also which was pretty That's, rad. Uh, cosmo from peacemaker yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I fucking love him in that too. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's fantastic in that. Yeah. Uh, Peter Weller doing the most evil version of Terry Silver is fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> People don't get that. It's a Karate Kid Cobra Kai reference. Uh, let him take over the part. He was fucking awesome. I don't like Eric Andre normally. Every now and again, he's all right. Sprinkle. I was going to wonder if that was going to affect you on this one. Like, he's no, like you already have one. Okay. <laughs> he was, I, yeah, he nailed it. Uh, uh, I forgot. The book writer, that guy uh, from Peacemaker, he fucking rocked the Asian chick rule. Yeah, everyone here brought their fucking A game. Charlie and Yee. And fucking Cosmatos just, or Panos, he yeah, just so. shot the shit out of this with. Dude, honestly, if he doesn't direct a movie again, I will be fucking mad. But he needs to do more DP work, and I want him to do a fucking Resident Evil because I think he would fucking <laughs> knock that shit out of the park. Especially with a certain scene that we got in this. That wide shot, um, that wide dude. shot at the end, dude. <laughs> and then the 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 creature effects, the suit that just I just wanted Peter Weller to put on his RoboCop thing and just start fighting. May may and it may or may not be possible. This is so impressive. I, I think it's better than Mandy. I think it's better than uh, uh, Black Rainbow. Uh, this fucking rules. I loved it so fucking much. It's great. Mandatory viewing. Jam. All right. So, uh, fantastic visuals, effects, obviously. Uh, if you didn't know who directed this, it just was a X'd out. You would still be able to guess who directed yeah. this. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. My bad. I, I wanted to bring up like the Jodorowsky feel, but you you tell oh, you handle it. Uh, it's my least favorite. I oh, didn't yeah. love it. Um, there's not much of a story. The characters weren't. They were all kind of quirky. I love Peter Weller. Obviously, he's great. Uh, but everybody else was just kind of like, eh, I get it. We're we're kind of doing the weird episode, uh, but. I don't know. This is not my favorite of the weird episodes here. I would go with the outside for me. Um, the visuals are great. It looks amazing. Uh, it just, it didn't quite click for me. It felt oh. a little bit longer than it had to be. And that's not good when you're dealing with a, a short. Um, I don't think you really like hangout it, movies, Dan. Like when people just hang out and just. Oh, like, I love hangout. Oh, I don't think so. Hold on. What, what's your favorite hangout but, movie, Dan? Of any genre, did I say uh, Twelve Angry Men? <laughs> Hangout movie. Oh man, I'd have to run. Just like you know, give me one or two you like. I, 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 you like. I think um, it's just well, Clerks. If you want a recent one, okay. I mean, Clerks is fantastic. I like a lot of Hangout movies. It I don't like the characters. More yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's probably it, the characters and the, the you know they're all like these you know upper class like partier type. You know they're they're sitting around doing drugs literally for shooting the shit. thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah, and that's that's kind of an issue because like I'm like, oh wow, this looks fantastic. Obviously, this is Panos's episode that doesn't really sustain it for 40, 50 minutes, whatever the length was on this one. Um, I did. I don't think it's a and I loved Mandy. So again, I am a fan of the guy. It's just this one just didn't really work. Yeah, harshed my mellow to quote Peter Weller. I don't know. It was like, okay, really but I mean, my mellow man. If, you, if this is like 
the worst for for me anyways of the series that says a lot because again it's not bad on a technical level i just didn't connect with this one too much it didn't work for me so, the, fact, the fact Peter Weller didn't shoot anyone in the dick lowers my rating immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, I'm kind of closer to Dan on this one. Unlike him, I'm still on the fence about Mandy. I haven't rewatched really it. I know you love it, Kruger. Um, which movie. I need to do. I need to revisit it. And I'm kind of like that on this one. It, this one felt like a lot. Like I do love a hangout movie. Um, not that I'm saying Dan doesn't, but. Um, it, it didn't feel like we were really going anywhere for too long. It was just like the story didn't feel like it was being advanced to me for a while. And it kind of was like, all right, come on. But it but, was all character development and getting to know these people. I, I get that. It just, I don't know. I found them interesting enough. See, maybe I didn't like the people. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely be sitting there doing space cocaine with these motherfuckers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would just Peter Weller just tell me what you and fucking Guillermo can talk to me all fucking day. <laughs> all right. Well, on that, what are we gonna rate it then? Uh, I mean, easy five out of five for me. Five out of five for me as well. Dan, I'm a two. I'm a two and a half. Okay. All right, on to our last episode, which is from director Jennifer Kent, who of course is known for The Babadook and also stars uh, Essie Davis, who starred in uh, The Babadook. And in this one, The Murmuring, we follow, uh, excuse me, Mourning a Major Lost, Ornithologists, Nancy and Edgar, Flock to a secluded home to study okay. birds, but the house's history reveals heartbreak and horror. Uh, this is also based on a short story by uh, Guillermo del Toro. So, uh, in addition to Essie Davis, we get Andrew Lincoln playing yeah. her husband, which I think is a good thing. Like, I kind of want to see him in more non Walking Dead stuff, and I still like Dude, Walking Dead. No bullshit. It took me like five uh, minutes. I'm like, I know this motherfucker, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the, the names. Oh yeah, you like, dropped. Oh. You dropped off a long time ago. I forgot. Um, so very heavy Shirley Jackson kind of vibe to this one. Uh, very uh, grief-based horror, which is kind of ruled the, ruled the genre for a while now in a lot in many cases. And I loved it. I thought Ezzy was fantastic. You know, you just wanted to give her a hug. It was uh, uh, really hitting you in the feels. Uh, I think. Once again, Andrew Lincoln is an amazing actor. I hope it's not a case of like a lot of the lost cast who kind of had like brief runs, but then most of them all kind of just faded away. They never really fully capitalized on the the lost bump. Uh, I hope Andrew Lincoln can he's Andrew Lincoln's just a, an excellent. Yeah, but what's actor. he done since he's yeah. left? That tells you something. Well, he's only a lot of stage gone. stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, he hasn't been gone very long. We're not talking. It's forever. been like three seasons, Dan. He's also coming back. So there's. Is that. he really? Well, spoiler. Yeah, it, uh, Thanks, Dan. Well, you already Sorry. knew that. That's no, been I didn't. didn't know that. Ah, well, that's been an. I didn't know that. Um, so, so Dan gets to be a dick. He's just like, ah, fuck you. It was announced. This is a great ghost story. I really loved it. I love the visual of it. Um, I don't know if it's within. Uh, it might be within. It's different uh, from this, but Stephen Gregory book. I like. I've got a thing for birds and horror for something, but uh, yeah, check that one out. The Cormorant. Uh, different from this, obviously, but I love that book. Um, yeah, I, I. They again, a little bit different. I mean, I guess you can make some comparisons to. Uh, dreams in the witch house as far as coping with loss and and grief goes uh, but they went out with a banger I think for me on this one I just the chemistry between the two actors the look of the film uh, it ended perfectly I thought they might have gone a different uh, different direction with the ending and it kind of surprised me so uh, you know I wouldn't call it a shocker of an ending or anything. Just I thought they might have gone a, a different tone. I loved it. What did you guys think? 
I think on the technical level, it looked great. And, you know, the acting was great and stuff. But just in general, this type of story isn't the type of horror I enjoy. Uh, I actually thought that this was kind of a dud as the last episode. It's my least favorite episode out of all of them. Um, not to say it's bad or anything. It's, you know, it's a good ghost story. But at the same time, I just... Uh, when you have these amazing fantastical creatures uh, throughout the whole series and, you know, just everything up until this point felt like it was right in my wheelhouse of what I love about horror. And then this was just something different. Uh, you know, I didn't hate it or anything, but I was, a what's your bit... favorite ghost story? Are you like a fan or movie, the haunting it, or it would, uh, you would have to give me a minute. I'd have to look at a list just because not, I don't not your thing. Yeah. They're not like, I like, paranormal movies when you see the demon and shit or you know you see like a dead ghost corpse you know walking around uh what the hell Rangers. was that one uh terrified terrified i like oh that was really good uh There's i mean really terrible. fucking good yeah yeah with the little uh kid mm-hmm. ghost on the, yeah that was that was cool I, so i'd say maybe that one I, i'm not really sure but uh yeah it just wasn't my thing i was hoping for something stronger but again Every other episode was definitely uh, something in my wheelhouse that I loved. So it, it didn't hurt it too much. And it's an above average story, but at the same time, like I said, not really my thing necessarily. I think the placement of this uh, release affected it for me as well. Because I won't say it's a sour bite to end the meal, but I was like, oh, well, that wasn't as awesome as everything else. But it, for me, it wasn't as shitty as the cream. So I, it's still cool. Uh, cream. I cream the, uh, what, the cream story, whatever. Lotion outside. story. Okay. Dan, cream. cream. Lotion, cream. <laughs> Are we on? Dan, no, no. Dan uses lotion to make cream, so you, it gets. Oh, what the fuck, Todd? Alaglo. No. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> yell Alaglo when you're done. Uh, that's pretty funny. Um, seeing the birds. Uh, circle and stuff like there's some cool parts but i just wish i liked it more i do think andrew lincoln fucking knocked it out of the park i do want to see more from him as well yeah. uh but yeah it was just yeah my sunday didn't get a cherry and it wasn't a sour bite to end the meal but it's just like oh well i hope we get more of this because this is all, most of it was fucking awesome yeah we're rick see- has bad luck with women I mean, give the poor guy a tuggy or something. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else wasn't banging her the whole time. So, yeah, that would have been funny. He just can't popped in and Rick goes, like, You can't protect him, Rick. <laughs> Still don't know if that's his kid. Then also just <laughs> that better be the season finale. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> You get a flashback. Huh. What? Oh. I'm with Pugs. It, it, it was it wasn't a whimper, but it wasn't a bang. Um, it it maybe placed in the middle. Maybe if it was spaced out more, and I was watching weekly. But yeah, this one just kind of like, yeah, we're done. And <laughs> it's, it's very disappointing because Guillermo is directly involved with fucking writing it. He got the idea from a trip because the birds carry the spirit and whatever. So I was like, oh, this should be really good and mediocre. Medi- yeah, fuck it, mediocre. Gregory, you were saying something? I forgot, no. It's All okay. my bad. <laughs> no All right, well, let's go ahead and rate it. I loved it. I think it's great. Uh, it's just a great ghost story, great quiet horror. I'm a five. Another five for me. I am a three out of five. I am a two and a half out of five. I am a two out of five. Okay. Oh, well, All right. So. Look at the All of these, pretty much, upper echelon, uh, well, closer to the five. And that's what we're going to figure out now. So what would you give the whole series as a whole? As as a whole, yeah, I have to give it a five. It's one of my favorite things I've watched all fucking year. And also, it, it had me tuning in every single night to make sure, you know, as soon as those episodes dropped, I could watch them. And I can't say that really about anything else uh, other than this show uh, when it comes to Netflix, at least. So I I do think this is like one of the top things the genre has gotten this year, like as a whole, like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's top tier shit. We, we need more. uh, Please make this annual. Please make this a regular fucking thing. And he's such an awesome host too. Like just, Mm -hmm. I can listen to that man talk about anything. 
forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he had a good uh, a talk with um, Mike Flanagan on Netflix YouTube channel. You can check it out. It's pretty cool. It's just them sitting, drink coffee. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. I will check that out. Uh, yeah, this is, I think, some of the best, if not the best, horror television uh, that this generation has gotten. Uh, I really, I really hope people embrace this because it deserves it and uh i think as the years roll on i think this is something we'll look back on uh, who knows i mean we're one season in but uh, i would not be shocked with uh, del toro involved if we look back on this as another like night gallery um, i think it's amazing and overall five all the way what about you Todd? I can't give it a five just because I didn't think everything was perfect, but I am still a four on the overall series. There's some fives in there, yeah. but a series as a whole, I'm going to say it's a four, and and I do want more. I gave it a five. I, I gave one of them a one and a half. I, I get that. <laughs> I'm just kind of like the, the way my brain's kind of working it. it it's oh, that's a four. Cool. Is there any director that you would specifically want to see on season two? Uh one that comes to mind just for me personally, uh, Joe Bigos, and uh, definitely fucking um, my name, my mind is drawing a blank. The guy who did fucking color out of the space, uh, Richard Stanley. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Dame's fig- dance figure, cold. Fuck, I, I mean, Ari, Ari Aster. That's what right. I would do. A little bit, I think. Maybe I don't. It could happen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't write. I'm it sure off. he's a fan of the Guillermo. Him hits him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll be there. Yeah. You want me to bring Eggers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, right, or dude, can you imagine <laughs> that yeah, fucking Eggers. season? Jesus Christ! So uh, yeah, West too. I, I think he'd be pretty cool. I would see what I like yeah. to see a story through Guillermo del a Guillermo del Toro story told through his eyes. Absolutely. So guys, check it out. Netflix. Oh, hold on. Uh, what pit? I want to see them do fucking. Ooh. If you haven't gotten the Christmas Cruelty Blu-ray with a lot of great doc footage of uh, us. It's a great doc in general. I'm going to be the only one holding it up next week. Uh, (laughs) Check it out. You can order it now just in time for Christmas. And, you know, you want to grab it because, you know, the mail gets kind of weird around this time of year. So, uh, so yeah, you never know. So. You Pick one up for yourself. Christmas. They make great stocking stuffers. So you know, buy buy like three. Just yeah. support the cause. Uh, so on that note, patreon.com slash flesh features. It all starts at just a buck, and you can help support us there. We appreciate it very much. And that's all I've got. Good night, guys. Good evening. Stay sick, motherfuckers. Happy birthday, Mr. Todd. I'll see you in Disneyland. <laughs>